We begin today, Baruch Hashem, another day that we're blessed to be alive, another day that we're able to, to try and live a life, right, that we're able to desire life by seeing the good, by living a life of Tov, Liro's Tov, that Baruch Hashem, we're all blessed. We're all blessed to be here. We're blessed to listen to the Shir. We're blessed to be in Val in Torah. We're blessed to be alive. As the Gra says, one of the biggest Gehenims is the second that the lights are out. And you can't do anything anymore. It's over. You can't change. The fact that you we're able to change, the fact that you're able to change is the biggest bracha. The fact that you could take your brain and you could change your perspective on things and you could change your life. That's the greatest matana that a person has of life. That's what Chaim is. Uh, you'd see. That's what Chaim is. Life is, as we know, right? Dead fish go with the flow. If you're dead, Chastr Shalom, dead is the pshat that you're just going with the flow. Chaim is somebody who's constantly working on himself and constantly breaking himself. As we said this morning after sh- in, in the morning shir, Mayasa Adam V'yichya Yomis Esatzma. If you want to live, then you want to constantly be reinventing yourself, constantly be changing from yesterday, doesn't matter, and you're living today the way you want to live today. You're not stuck in your past. Paro is gematria, Paro is gematria Hashana, which is 365 years, Groundhog Day, right? Another day, another day, another same, another boring day, right? That's Groundhog Day, that's Paro. A Jew is on fire. A Jew is is somebody who's always reinventing himself, always reconnecting himself, always asking himself how I could be better, how I could be more positive, how I could do more. So that's one of the reasons why we learn purity of speech, because we know that everything begins with your speech, and we know how powerful a person's speech is, and how important it is, how you talk to people, and how easy it is for a person to get slipped to slip into negativity, negative thinking, negative conversations. It's one of the things that pulls a person away from learning Torah, is just idle talk, talking about nothingness, talking about just nothing, nothing, nothing. That's what the Gura says. So now we begin with the Chavetz Chaim, and I'm excited to do this piece because it's a very, very important piece. We have to mark this down to remember this and to get this clear. And that is the rules of Toelis, which means till now, till page 213, we've been talking about you can't say it, you can't say it, you can't say it, you can't say it, you can't receive it. Now we're going to talk for the first time. I mean, we've spoken about this maybe in the beginning of the year or last year. We're going to talk about when you are allowed to say Lashon Hara. Well, it's not considered Lashon Hara. And says the Chavetz Chaim, before beginning this chapter of Toelis, the Chavetz Chaim offers a prayer and he says, I beseech Hashem that I will not stumble in a matter of halacha. We just had it in the daf the other day, right? That lo right? A person will not become a takala al-yadi, that I won't ha- have someone stumble because of me. So even though these are laws of toelis, which toelis, the word toelis means to help. Zemo'il, it helps, right? It helps. So if in a situation where, you, we, you're, where it's going to help, then you're allowed to say it. Surely we need to do the same. 
page 213 to 83. Before revealing negative information for a constructive purpose, we need to ask Hashem. Hashem, guard my tongue so I will not stumble. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Revealing negative information about a prospect, worker, purchase, or business. I don't know if we're going to do it all today, but let's begin. At times, we are not only permitted to reveal negative information, we are obligated to repeat negative information. However, in order to have to reveal this negative information, you must um, fulfill the following five requirements. When in doubt, it is best to ask uh, Shaila from someone who knows the halachas. Okay? Everybody got this? So here we go. Right? You have to fulfill these five requirements to give out the information. Number one, here we go. Here's the example that we're going to use, a great example. You hire a caterer. Your friend is about to hire a caterer. He wants to make a bar mitzvah, wants to make a bris, right? We'll say bris, that's more uh, practical for you guys soon, Mr. Shem. Right? You're going to make a bris, right, for your, for your son. And then what happens? You ask your buddy who just made a bris, right? And you say, ah, right? This particular cater that he used is not reliable and his food is not fresh. So now someone comes and asks you, right? And you use this caterer and you know that the food was not good. It didn't work out, whatever it is. You must warn your friend. You have to tell your friend about the caterer. Only if you could accomplish these five requirements, okay? So again, your friend comes over to you and says, right, you know this caterer, his food is not, was not reliable, it's not fresh. You're allowed to tell your friend, I mean, we'll see what, what you're allowed to tell your friend, if, number one, your information is 100% accurate. Do not make blanket statements before verifying that they are true. For example, if you only know one person who had a bad experience with this particular caterer, you may say, I myself had a bad experience, or I know a friend, one friend, who didn't have a good experience with the caterer. However, you can't make the blanket statement, right? What's the blank, blank, blanket statement that somebody would say? Bad caterer. <coughs> Big X on that. <coughs> you can't say it. You can't say bad caterer. You could say, I know someone who didn't have the best experience with this caterer. I didn't have the best experience with this caterer, right? Now, right, you may not say a sta blanket statement, this caterer serves stale food, unless you verify that this is true since maybe this was only a one-time occurrence, okay? That's number, that's A in number one. And B is definitely something that can cause your friend actual harm. What's that? Oh, 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 beautiful. Number one, the information has to be 100% accurate. Number two, it definitely is something that can cause your friend actual harm. So meaning, if, I'm just giving an example, if you happen not to have liked the kugel, right? But it's not the shot that it was spoiled kugel that people were throwing up, right? So good. If that was your opinion, that you didn't like the kugel, that doesn't mean you have to tell your friend that, that, that information, that, that's not considered, what? Oh, so, 
you could maybe say, I personally didn't like the kugel, but I, I don't know why you would say that. It's good food. It's good food. What? Unless what he means over here is like, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I don't know. Good question. I'm not sure. Meaning, meaning, unless everyone's throwing up and uh, so like right, 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 right. I hear, I hear. I don't know. I, that's what he says. Definitely something that can cause your friend actual harm. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking. It could be the money, also. Yeah, not sure. Then you wouldn't be able to say I didn't like it. What? Then you can. Correct. Right. Correct. Okay, so that's number one. Okay, let's do number two. Number two, do not exaggerate. Let's see. Do not use any description that will cause the caterer to seem worse than he really is, right? Exaggeration. Exaggerating by saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that, that guy was terrible, should be terrible, whatever it is. So that's number two. So even if you say, yes, I didn't have the best experience, you can't exaggerate and talk more about it. If one complaint against the caterer would be enough to persuade your friend not to use him, then you may not reveal any more complaints. Meaning you can't continue going off talking more and more about the caterer. Once your friend says, okay, I'm not using the caterer, or once the friend says, I got your point, you can't continue giving out any information. That's a third thing? That's a, right, so he puts it in categories. If you look at it, he puts it in categories of A and B, meaning do not exaggerate. That would be exaggerating. Like, why do you have to keep on talking and talking and talking? So number two is don't exaggerate. Number one is, number one is, um, is, um, is, the information is 100% accurate. And then this, this causing harm thing, I'm not sure what, what, what that is. Yeah. I know he says that as one, I, here in the book, he has it as 1A. One one is, number one is accuracy, A, B. A is accurate. B is definitely something that can cause your friend actual harm, which we're not sure exactly whether that means monetary, or everyone getting, getting stomach aches, right? Meaning, I, I, the way I understand B is more like, okay, you didn't like the kugel, so that doesn't mean that the kugel, you're right. If everybody said the kugel was, was, uh, was bad, so you could say he, he, he messed up the kugel. Okay, that, that's not a right, that, that, that doesn't mean that you have to say the caterer is a bad caterer, right? Something like that. <coughs> okay, wasting money. That could be the actual harm. Yeah, who had a question? You had a Yehuda? I've been to a doctor recently, and I've forgotten like a certain supplement thing I was taking. Right. The doctor was saying how terrible it is, and even though it's a very respected, <coughs> normal thing that people take, right, is saying how bad it is. Right. I would be able to theoretically tell people, do not take this. Is it? Is it a? Is it a Jewish company? If it wasn't a Jewish company, then it's not a problem. And if it was a Jewish company, could be a problem. Put a, put a, you could put a guy out of business like that. You could say, my doctor did not recommend it for me. But but that's the exact thing of the caterer. Right, that's awesome. right, right. If you're and even if your doctor said, oh, it's terrible, and he says lush and har about it, you could say, my doctor didn't recommend it. If you carry on the lush and har, you're carrying on lush and har. Oh, oh, that medicine. Oh, that's terrible. Vitamins. You just killed the company. Everyone says, oh, you heard those vitamins are terrible. You heard the... Uh, who says? Who says? You could say, my, when I went to the doctor, the doctor told us not to take this, you know, told me 
not to do X, Y, and Z. See? That's fine. That's very different. Okay, yeah. Next. Yeah, Ben. Are there any laws revolving around the receiving of Lashem Har and hearing it? And even with that, like, yeah. I would, me personally, if I had laws, I would make excuses for it. Right. So is there some system set up? Yeah, so we're not on, yeah, we'll talk, right now we're talking about when I'm allowed to say uh, something that is negative. Now we're talking about when I'm allowed to. When I personally, if, if I'm allowed to say it, if it's 100% accurate, and I'm not exaggerating, it'll cause the person harm, and once the person accepts it and says, gotcha, you have to stop talking, you could say more, no more information. Okay, yes. Say the way to are bad news. Yeah, you could tell him, yeah. I mean, if you're not no, exactly... Yeah, yeah, you're, you're helping him, yeah. Also, did any um, hatred in the person... Oh, well, so we're getting to, we'll get to that. Okay. No, number two, that's, number, that's the next thing. Number three. Number three is your intention is for constructive purposes and not as a way of venting your personal anger against the caterer. So if you're venting against the caterer, right... Meaning, if you had personally a bad experience with the caterer and you still bear a grudge against him, then you are not allowed to say anything. In such a case, you have to ask a Shiloh. So if you're still, if you're upset, if you're still upset at the caterer, right, like Rabzev was saying, and you're angry, so then you're venting your anger and you have to ask a Shiloh what to do. Okay? Yeah, of course. What do you mean? It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, if it's not true, what's it? What do you mean? If it's not true, but you're angry at him. Yeah, of course. You can't. You cannot. Okay, also, you may not reveal the negative information to your friend if you know that your friend will not listen to you. That is, that he will hire the caterer anyway. Then whenever something will go wrong, he will complain to the caterer, I knew I shouldn't have used you. Even my friend warned me, about your service. So that's going to be Rechilis also. You'll end up with Rechilis also. So if you know your friend's not going to listen to you, what? This is a B of three. B3. Right? Okay? Well, well, yeah, I think the reason it's B3 is because you're only doing it to vent your anger. You're not doing it. Your friend's not going to listen to you anyway. He's not listening anyway. So why are you still talking about the theater? Exactly. You just want to vent. Correct. Okay, that's three. Okay, number four. Number four. Um, you know, we'll save four and five for tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Okay, Hashem should help us. Yeah, any other question, comments on this? Yes, Gabi. Do the same laws apply leaving a bad review online? Yeah, yeah, we've spoken about that. A million percent. A million percent. Or reading them. Yes, a million percent. If it's a from, if it's, if it's Jewish. Not Jewish, it's different, right? Correct. That, then that already gets in the category of you being a person that you don't want to speak negative anyway. You don't want to be, you know. Yeah, it's terrible. So you could have hundreds and hundreds of people reading reading things, right? Some people are in, in the business for that. Yeah, Yitzi. <laughs> yeah.
If that's true, if that's true, yeah, as long as it's accurate. If you have five friends who use the caterer, you could say five of my friends, but you can't say, oh, the caterer stinks. That, that, that's, and that's usually what we do. Usually we say, oh, how's the pizza shop? Oh, terrible pizza shop. Well, n- no, I went there the other day. I had a slice of pizza and I personally was not so into it. That's very different. And that we spoke about also. How much harm are you doing? Is the guy losing his, his, his five shekel, his ten shekel? It's okay. You, on your Lashonara, you're willing to tell Lashonara because you're such a good friend that you don't want him to lose ten shekel. Yeah. Someone tells you that he had a bad experience with this guy. Right. So you can't be macabre. You can't be macabre. So what is he saying when he said that you can tell me that other people had a bad experience? Now why? He's saying that you can tell your friend that other people had a bad experience. Now why? You can tell your, your, your friend that right. other people had a bad experience. So right. What is that? Your friend tells you that he has a bad experience. You're allowed to tell the other person? And if your friend tells you in the proper way, Right, Shimon's asking a good question. He's saying, he's saying, how could you tell someone that my friend told me that he had a bad experience with the caterer if you're not supposed to be makabal that Lashon Hara? So I guess it would have to be in an, a certain circumstance where the, your friend told you all the toelas also. If any of the categories were wrong for him. Right, then you can't be makabal. Yeah, good, well said. Beautiful. All right, Shimon, yeah, very good. You heard? He's saying that, that it's a hard, it's a hard, right, it's a hard. I would say, I would say that it, most of the time would have to be from your own experience to say. Because, you know. What? Exactly. Okay, amazing. I love it. It's amazing. Amazing. Yes. Um, you said that before, like, you could talk about non Jews, right? Well, it's not Lush that's not Lush and Hara. That's not the category of Lush and Hara. It's not a good thing to do. You don't want to be personally yeah, speaking. But it's not Lush Yeah, correct. I agree. But it's, but I'll, it's, not the, it's not the same din. It's not Lush and Hara. To say about a product, to say about a, you know, a product, obviously you don't want to be a person like that who talks negative, and it might lead you to, but that's not you know, Lush and Hara. That might be, I don't know if it's Avak Lush and Hara, we'll look, we'll look into it, because I mean, it, can lead, it can lead you to be someone who talks negative. What? It will. Right. It's a good th- we could look into that. I like your point. I agree with your point 100%. But that's not, that is not Lashon Hara, right? That's not, right? Very good point. Shimon's saying, if, you, if you're going to talk about a product of a guy, you're going to talk about a Heinz ketchup. I assume Heinz ketchup is, uh, you know, it's hot, right? It's a Goyesha product. I'm going to talk about a Heinz ketchup. I'm going to talk about awesome ketchup, right? So what's the difference? I'm going to say something negative about that ketchup. I'm going to say negative about about that Airbnb from a guy, I'm going to say uh, negative Airbnb about it from a Jew. I agree with you a million percent. A million percent. Okay, Hashem should protect us and help us. And as the whole time, as we learn and we say every day, just the fact that we are here doing the halachas every day will make a difference in our life. And it comes every day. Just because you were doing it yesterday doesn't mean you do it. You don't have to do it today. Like we say... Working on not speaking Lashon Hara is something that doesn't last. And neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Every day you have to take a shower. Every day you have to eat breakfast, lunch, and supper. Even though yesterday, what do I have to eat breakfast today? I ate breakfast yesterday. What do I have to talk about Hilchus Lashon Hara? If I learned it yesterday, what do I have to talk about the Rebarnshul, which we're going to talk about now, if I did it yesterday? Because you have to do it every day and even more and more. Hunger is something that naturally will hit you. 
Hunger is something that you don't have to work on. You don't have to work on going to sleep. Oh, I slept last night. What do I have to sleep tonight? Those are things that naturally affect a person. Here we're talking about something that you have to initiate and you have to go ahead and work on it. If you don't do that, if you don't do that, it will not happen. It will not happen. Your life will not change if you don't change your life. If you don't work on being positive, you won't be positive. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. If you don't work on being positive, you don't work on being happy, you don't work on not talking Lashon Hara, you will talk Lashon Hara, you won't be happy, and you will be negative. Those are, those are facts. A person has to work on it every day, in and out. Yes, Morty. Yeah, yeah, Shimon was just bringing up a good point that if you're talking, if you're accustomed to talking negative, even if it's about a guy or a guyish um, product, you're going to talk negative about a Jewish. So, he, so as Shimon was saying, it will happen, and he's right. So we have to look into it, what, what, what the Chavim Chaim says about that. What, he says that? I don't know, I don't know. I, I never saw, I don't, I don't have clarity on that. I say what Shimon says is that I don't want to talk negative negative about a cat. I don't want to talk negative about a plant. Right? For sure I don't want to talk negative about a, about a, another person and then not even and then for sure a Jew. So you're right. So once you start negative talk negative about a cat, you're going to start negative about about uh, anything. And then you just become a person who talks negative. And anyone who talks negative is going to talk negative, whatever the situation's going to be. Yeah. <coughs> That's a good question. So we'll maybe we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, it's a good question. If the guy, if you hear the guy, you you know, all of us know when you hear something how you, you can, everybody can tell when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're going to talk about someone. You know exactly what their agenda is. You know what their point is. You know if their point is because they're trying to get back at somebody. You know their point is if they're trying to be sensitive. You know what their point is. If somebody's sensitive and says, listen, I had this caterer. I'm sure he's a great guy. I, you know, I just didn't have the best experience. I'm just telling you, you, know, you might want to look into him. Right? But it could be it was my own thing. It's all how you present it. A person who's presenting you who doesn't want to speak Lashtara. Yeah, everyone knows when you speak to somebody about something. Everybody knows that you, you're going you're gonna to get what it is that you're going to get. And you take that into account. You take that into account. Okay, good. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should all be Zoha because the you know you know what's interesting is is that your hands up or it's up? Oh, okay. Right? Um, I was getting excited yet, see, I was hoping you say right? the shot is, is is that is that a person a person and and I think this is so important, I wanna say this to you guys. At this stage in life, it's so, ooh, Dovi, yes. Crazy question. Yeah. Why is Chavisai trying to like, justify talking to people? Why doesn't he just say cut it out? Right. Why even bother talking to people? Right, so first of all, that's a great question. First of all, first of all, um, it, it, it's, not, it's not about, it's, very, it's much easier to, to just cut yourself off. The Jewish people, are not people who are who are in it for themselves, right? It's not about me, you know, not talking lashon hara. It's about me learning how to love 
Jews and me learning how to have good conversations and to see the good. That's the point. The point is not to be somebody who is just, you know, totally disconnected to everybody. The point is to be loving. The point is to be able to have good conversations. Hashem made the world like that. If a person learns, then he can learn to have, they say, I don't know, they say the Chavetz Chaim was a great conversationalist. That's what they say. That's what I've heard. Chavetz Chaim was someone who was able to have lengthy, long, great conversations. Right? That's great. It's beautiful. But yes, for us, what we have to do, for us probably, Dovi, is we have to be very careful because we talk a lot of, you know, people nowadays just talk a lot of just, you know, nothingness. Nothingness. Right? People just talk about, just talk and talk and talk. So Hashem should help us. That's what the Gras says, why you have two ears and one mouth. Two ears so you can listen more than you talk. So you listen more than you talk. Okay, Hashem should help us all. We should be Zoha. Yes, Ellie. Yeah. And it's a really cool way about how to be positive. Because yeah. Like, let's say someone gets into a car accident or whatever. He could be all negative and be like, oh, shoot, my car is smashed, this and that. Or he could or he could be like, oh, thank God that I didn't think that I was still alive or that I didn't get injured. So, like, basically his point is that what are you comparing it to? Because that's what's making you be negative in the situation. So if you're comparing yourself that I wouldn't have gotten into an accident at all, you can't change it. But you could change in your head. It's like, okay, fine, I didn't get injured. I didn't break my leg. Only my car broke. Right, right. You could see the... Right, 100%. When he focuses that it could have been much worse and will be much happier by the situation. 100%. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's interesting that that he's saying that. I was sitting with someone yesterday... Uh, Abenson, Schleimi, he was here yesterday, right? So uh, he said you guys are all related, so I don't know. Uh, so uh, he, I was sitting with him, and, and he came from Yerushalayim. He's a, a, a student, a Talmud from Shariasha for many years, very close with him. He came his, with his wife and his son, and he came to visit, and we were schmoozing, and I told him he left Yerushalayim to come here like at 3.45. He left Yerushalayim, and he came here um, at like 4.45, and I told him, I warned him, what? Oh, so I warned him about from Shilat coming down here of the traffic, right? And this is what he said to me. He sat, he was in traffic. So I said, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. This is what I said. I said, oh, I'm so sorry that you were sitting in the traffic, right? There's that traffic. Like I, I was being, you know, like, oh, try and beat the traffic. And he looked at me, right, and he smiled. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's that type of guy. He's a great, positive guy. He looked at me, I promise. He's a, and he says, what are you talking about? I love, you know, in his English accent, right? I love traffic. I was like, he says, I love traffic. It's so, uh, that's what he says. He says, I love traffic. He says, I get to, I get to relax. I get to, I get to take it slow. I get to, you know, sit. And I was like, I was like you know what? Good for you. Good for you, right? So who's the fool? Who's the fool at the end of the day, right? Here's a guy who's like, I love traffic. If you had that attitude, like you're saying, Ellie, person has that attitude. Okay, I love traffic. What's wrong with traffic? Baruch Hashem, you get to, you don't have to concentrate. You could, you know, get, you know, message people back. You could, you could look out the window. You could take it slow. And that's what he said to me. It was such a good musser. 
to show that a person can take something that everybody would say, oh, traffic stinks. And he said, just naturally, and we weren't even talking about Lush and Hara, not Lush and Hara, not Lush, just I love traffic. Right? So it's all your perspective, like you're saying. Oev Yamim Liros Tov. Oev Yamim Liros Tov. Imagine living a life. That's the beauty of, that, that's the, beauty of the Chavetz Chaim. Imagine a living a life. I'm not even talking about Olam Haba. We're not even talking about what happens in Olam Haba. We're talking about living a life on this world where everything is just delicious and everything is just sweet and everything is just great. You can do that. You can have that. Right? You can have that. A person can have that. Oh, that's what I was going to say before. You guys are going to get married soon, Amir Tashem. And you're going to want to have a relationship with your wife where it's all surrounded about positivity and good things, and your house is not going to be a house where there's any negativity. It's all going to be about talking positivity and talking good things. And the only way to do that is if you're going to go ahead and learn the Hilchus Lash and Hara and work on it day in, day out. Every, every time you're with your family, whether it's you know, a Shabbos meal, whether it's at the supper table, I'm telling you, it, it, it'll change. Forget about all the segulas that you'll get from, from Shemayim. The biggest segula alone will be the fact that, that you'll, you'll enjoy and you won't be sitting there talking negative because I don't have to tell you, a lot of people, unfortunately, when they get together, no matter how, how old they are, they're just talking about other people and talking negative. And, uh, right, negativity and other people, right. But, but, but we can be the change we want to see in the world and be somebody who doesn't, who, who, who doesn't do that. Yes? It's crazy. In the situations where people sit down, right, you're with your family or friends, whatever it is, and they're talking Lashonara, don't be macabre with this, obviously, but they're talking Lashonara, but, and you're sitting there being all quiet, and then you're the crazy, you're the weird one who's not talking. Right, exactly. While everyone else is talking. Uh, right, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Shkoch Shimon. Yes, 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 yes. Just a little bit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's true. But you know what? Yes. I just want to point out, like, I think it's connected to what I was saying. When me and Mayor got back from the, I don't even know what to call, you know, like that week that happened. Right. Yes. Over there on the other side. But uh, when we got back, so like, so the day after, so we're like, yo, like, we should hop in the car and drive two hours over to like the Rambam and like the Ramchal, because like we were in that zone. And then like right after, we're like, oh, but Yeshiva tomorrow, college, and like right away, all like these like Cheshvoidas come up. So then it was like, like, isn't it crazy how like, you know, but when, when you're out there driving all around, traffic, no traffic, this is happening, that's happening. So like you're not getting stuck in these like, you know, calculations and like because brightness and, and you're just like in it and, and like life is just exactly how you're making it. Right. So like so just connected to what Reverend you like was saying before about how we like right, I think like right before Shin's comment, right, Reverend was mentioning how life can be so like Sweet, like we right. get so like caught up. Right, right, right. We get caught. Yeah, right, right. It's all, it's all. Thank you, Yehuda. It's true. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true, it's so true that, 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 that your life is so, is so um, in your hands to make it great. It's not so complicated. 
Your life is really in your hands to make it great. Someone told me, I can't mention his name, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Someone told me um, last night, I spoke to him, um, one of the special, a big tzaddik in the yeshiva. I wish I, I should have asked him last night if I could mention, because I'm sure it's fine. But I told, we spoke about a month ago about, this is what he told me. Mamish, uh, we spoke about a month ago about writing um, five, having gratitude, ri- writing five things a night and five things a morning that he's thankful for. To get a notebook, right, and, and, and to start writing. And this is what he told me last night. We had this conversation. He's doing great. I promise he said this. He told me, oh, by the way, as we were finishing up our conversation, he says, by the way, I have to tell you. He says, I started doing that five things of positive thankfulness every night before I go to sleep and before I come to yeshiva. Five things. He says, I'm a different person. I'm a changed person. He says, it's hard not to be happy after I do that. So he says, it's hard not to be happy after I do that. And I said to myself, I said to myself, what did he do already? He says, it takes him a minute. It takes him two minutes. He did five, he wrote, writes five things that he's thankful for. And I'm telling you, I, I say this and I'll say it all the time, right? I have it every time when I leave Yitzi that message. Every time I leave the message, I feel after. It could be a 45-second message of I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. It changes. And people think, oh, in order to be happy, in order to be connected, in order to this, oh, my future, and I got to do this, and I got to figure out that. It's not so complicated. It's really not so complicated. Oh, yev yamam liros Hashem should help each and every one of us. I really want to, uh, well, we'll probably have another two shira maybe before I leave. I just really want to finish. It's hard to even say, we're, we're finishing this Yisharim, Baruch Hashem. So, um, even though you never finish Mesil Sharm, and I'm not just saying that cliche, especially Mesil Sharm is something that, that uh, is exactly what we're talking about. Mesil Sharm is not something that you finish. Mesil Sharm is something that, you, that, that a person has to learn every day of his life. A person has to remind himself what life is about. That's actually what we're talking about. Let me first say our, our, um, our conclusion from Chavetz Chaim. Hashem should help each and every one of us that we don't have to say any Lashon Hara. We, don't have to, we won't have to say anything even Litoelis. We don't have to say anything negative about anyone, about anyone, about anything. That we can live the life, we can live a beautiful, right? A person's put in this world for how long? You don't know how long you're put in this world for. Nobody knows how long he's put in this world. Well, how terrible it is to be put in this world and to live this miserable life. So Hashem should help us all to only see the good. And, and this I just want to chazer over. When you see the bad in someone, don't beat yourself up for seeing the bad in someone. It's a very normal thing to see negative in somebody. What you have to do with that is just accept it. Say, okay, I'm seeing the negative. Okay, I'm seeing the negative. I want to try and see the good. I want to try and have a bakasha, daven to Hashem every morning, every day. Hashem, help me see the good in other Jews. That's it. That's all we can do. And learn the halachas lashonar, and that will help each and every one of us. Hashem should help us all and all the Jewish people not to talk any lashonar, not to be makabal any lashonar, or rechilas today and every day. Okay, so we left off yesterday, right? Shimon gave us a great um, challenge, which is really what the Ramchal says, and I want to bring out what Shimon's point was yesterday, because it's very important. What we spoke about yesterday was the fact that people assume, people assume that holiness means that I have no connection to this world, which is 
Not true. That's not what holiness is. That's not what kedusha is. That's what maybe tahara is. Tahara is the fact that a person is able to remove himself from physical things. Let's just talk about it just together on, in a very simple way. Right? We all know there's something called abuse of something, and there's something called to use something. What does that mean, someone who's an abuser, someone who abuses this physical world? What it means is, is that the physical world is not working for him. It's not working for me. My wine is not working for me, right? I'm working for my wine. What does that mean? It means I am a slave to my wine. The guy who's drinking, right? I I, I see this sometimes when guys do it, right? When they're, right, especially no offense to all the, the chasers out there, right? Like we said, chasers is for... Oh, sorry, because some of them listen to it. Sorry, I can't say that on... uh, Never mind, I hope that no one heard that. Sorry, can't say that. But anyway, right? If you're... If you're... If you're... For real, there are... Does that hurt, you think? Okay, minister mine, right? A guy sitting there, and what's he doing? He's 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 not enjoying his alcohol. He's not enjoying his physical things. He can't, he can't even enjoy it. He can't enjoy it. Why can't he enjoy it? Because he has no control. When you have no control over something, that thing has control over you. That has control over you. It's very black and white. Who is driving the car? You can't have two people. Okay, yeah, you take the, uh, the test. The guy has the brake. But he can't drive the car. He doesn't drive the car. Either you're driving the car or the other thing is driving the car, even with happiness, right? Is happiness controlling you or you're controlling your happiness? It's the same exact thing. The fact that I'm waiting for happiness to come to me, I'm waiting for happiness to, to knock on my door and say, oh, I'm home, my happiness is home. No, it ain't gonna happen. You gotta go to happiness is home, right? Your anxiety, you can't wait for anxiety to leave your home. You gotta kick anxiety out of your home. Okay, how you do that, Seder, that's a good question. But what's the point? The point is it's like that with all desires. And the world, just to tell you that, the world that we live in is the opposite, the world that we live in is the opposite of everything we are talking about, everything that Ramchal is saying. Because the ultimate level of Kedusha, the ultimate level to be a person who lives in this world, because unfortunately people associate being a connected Jew with being disconnected from this world. And it's nothing further than the truth. There's nothing further than the truth. However, the only way, the only way for a person to be able to use this world properly is first he has to be able to learn to detach himself from the world properly. What? Right, not through through Tahara, but after Tahara comes that. Let Let me explain what that means. When a person is able to learn, I'll give an example, right? We've spoken about this in the level of Precious and Hasidus a little bit, right? Take a guy who watches a movie. Obviously, we're talking about he's watching a movie that's an appropriate movie. You take a guy who is watching a movie, and he watches, let's say, um, for three hours, he watches a movie. Let's say he watches two movies, right? For five hours, let's say. I don't know how long, right? Three, four hours, right? He watches those movies. Then you have another guy, right, who watches for an hour, it could be the guy who's watching for an hour is being abused by the movie. Why? Because he has nothing better to do in his life. He has nothing else going on in his life. So what's he doing? He's watching a movie because he's uh, the movie. He's, got, he's bored. So he's watching a movie. As opposed to the guy, he spent a week long 
working hard in yeshiva, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and he says to himself, Thursday night and Monday Shabbos, I'm going to watch a movie for five hours, six hours. Someone like that, believe it or not, is taking something that is mundane, and he's elevating it. Now, the only way he could do that is if he has control over himself. If he has no control over himself, then he doesn't even enjoy what it is that he's watching because that thing is pulling him. The child is the more control you have over yourself, the more control a person has over himself, the more a person's able to truly, truly live his life and say, this is what I choose to do and this is what I choose not to do. When a person begins to do that, says the Ramchal, he says... He's misalechus. We said this yesterday. I just want to repeat this again. What happens is you're living in this world and you're having a great time. You're having a coffee. You're making a brach on the coffee. You don't need the caffeine the whole time. Sometimes you need a little caffeine. It's not the shot that, oh, I can't exist without my coffee. I can't exist without my this. I can't exist without my thing. It's like we spoke the other day about the pacifiers. You must identify your pacifiers and your blanket. Every one of us as adults has pacifiers and blankets. You have to identify what's your pacifier and what is your blanket as an adult. Because some people will continue. Let me say it better, sorry. People will have pacifiers and blankets until they take out their pacifiers and their blankets. Until you're able to remove that, then you're not able to live in this world and to enjoy this world because the the world, especially the way you guys see it, right? Why is it that all the the rock stars and all the movie stars and all them, right? They're the the worst. Why? Because they, they can't, they don't have a balance. They have zero balance. Hashem created this world with tremendous balance. He didn't have to create us to be in this world. He could have just created malachim, just angels. He has angels. What do angels do? They do whatever they're told to do. That's it. Or animals. What do animals do? Animals are physical. Man, man is the one who is able to balance his soul and his body. To live in this world. That's what Shabbos is. To live in this world. Why is Shabbos if it's a holy day? It is really Kedusha Shabbos. If Shabbos is a holy day, what should we be doing on Shabbos? We should be fasting. Right? We should be saying vidui. We should be going ahead and learning all day. That's not what we do on Shabbos. On Shabbos is a mitzvah to sleep. On Shabbos is a mitzvah to eat. On Shabbos is a mitzvah of physicality. What? Why is it a mitzvah of physicality? Because Shabbos is the tachlis hayom. Shabbos is telling us that the purpose of this world is not to disconnect yourself from this world. The purpose of this world is to live in this world, but to know how to live in this world. And the way to know how to live in this world and to enjoy this world is to be able to first detach yourself from this world. When you learn to detach yourself from this world, then you're able to reattach yourself properly. Question, comments, very, very important uh, piece that we're talking about. Very Yusurisic. Yes, Aaron. Tahara, yes. What? So how do we detach? That's what I was saying. I was saying, take, take your things, Aaron, that to you are pacifiers and blankets. Meaning everybody has, everyone knows what I mean when I say a pacifier and a blanket. Everybody understand what that means? What are things that when you're uncomfortable with, when you're going to ha- throw your tantrum, right, just like that little kid. Right, that little kid, what happens? 
When he's crying, what does his mother do? His mother gives him the blanket. He gives him the pacifier. So you ever see an adult? Adults have the same exact thing. So you first have to identify what your pacifiers are and what your blankets are. Then you have to learn how to remove that. And then you could figure out how you're going to then enter this world properly. Meaning a guy who drinks a lot, right? A guy who drinks, let's talk about drinking. A guy who says, you know what? I drink on Shabbos a little bit. Or I drink on the weekends, right? Someone like that has much more, he can enjoy that drink as opposed to a guy who drinks every day. Somebody who drinks every day. Someone who watches 15 hours of, of that's, that's exaggerated. Somebody who watches five, seven hours. It's not so exaggerated. It's not these days? Okay. Okay. Someone who watches 10, it's been done. Someone who watches, let's be more realistic. Someone who's watching 10 hours of, someone who's on his phone for 15 hours. So someone like that, I promise you. And if not like that, I want to meet this guy who's not like that. So find me a guy who watches 15 hours or is on his phone for 15 hours and is happy. You find me a guy like that, I'd love to talk to that guy. Why is he not happy? He's not happy because he doesn't own his life. He doesn't own his life. So that's one of his pacifiers. So what does he have to do? He has to cut it down. He has to cut it down. Then once he cuts it down, what he can do is when he watches and when he's on it, he can have the proper perspective of how he's doing it. But the first step, Aaron, is he first has to cut back and then he can cut Back in, like I've said many times over here to the guys, like I've told you guys, people are worried about, about burning out. People are worried about, oh, I don't want to jump in, right? I don't want to jump in and do too much. So what do I say? I say, you spent your first 18 years going that way. So spend another 18 years going that way and then you'll end up in the middle. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You've had your fun. You've had your fun. You've had enough fun going that way that don't worry about burning out. So that's what I'm saying. Pull it this way, then once you pull it this way, then you can say, oh wow, I guarantee anybody, and guys have had this, I've had people who've gone off, gone off their phones, they've gone off alcohol or drugs or different things with Gashmias, and then when they re-enter it, and they'll have their first whatever it is, it's like, ah, I enjoyed it so much. You don't enjoy something when, when you're abusing it, that's all. That's Pashat Masil Yasharim 101. Yes. I just want to say that it's yeah. crazy how true what you're saying. I, I did it. I did that like with Hashem's help, of course, only because He helped me. I was I able to? But I did that with my phone. That what? Obsessed with my phone. Like, right. Lost total control of it. I was on the phone all the time. So I made crazy tahara. I totally. I gave it in every night. Like I didn't take it. I started getting it during the day, and then it balanced out. So now I have my phone on me, but I'm never using it unless I really need to use it. And it balances out from using it all the time to never using it to using it when I need to. Unbelievable. 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 Exactly. 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 Because the irony, yeah, Harab. Yeah, I, don't know. I want to ask a question and I want to yeah. one announcement. Yeah. I want to warn the guys from the drugs in Israel. I want yeah. to warn all of them, most of them is from Arabs. And they made it to kill guys. I'm telling you, I know it from inside. Don't use the drugs in Israel. Most of them are from Arabs and they want to kill you. I'm, I'm telling you, a lot, there was a party and most of the people die, be like, become priests. 
I'm telling you, be careful from that noise. One thing. Second thing, I want to ask you a question. I didn't ask, I didn't understand. First of all, I just want to say on that. Shkoyah, I love it. I love it. Second, I want to understand. Yeah. A regular guy from the yeshiva, if I say I'm going to eat for Kedusha now, I'm going to eat for Kedusha, right? Right. I can go now to the restaurant and, like, I'm going to reach the level Working on making a bracha before and after is, is already a start. It's a kvarat chala. You make, have kavana when you make a bracha, when you start, and when you finish. While you're eating, if before you make a bracha you say, and obviously it depends how deep you're going to say, you say, I want this food to help me in my avodat Hashem. That's all you really have to do. And the Ramchal says this. The Ramchal says, that Kedusha is Haskalah is Ishtablis and Sofo Matana because it doesn't make sense he says hello it doesn't make sense all I have to do is I have to do a little bit of Ishtablut to say this physical thing this physical thing is for Avodat Hashem when you do that you did it what that comes Adam Mekadesh Ashma Ma'at Mekachinot it could be. It could be after 120, a person goes up. Yeah. A person goes up and he says, "Wow, look at how much kedusha you had from from your playing basketball. Look how much kedusha you had from your eating." He says, "What? What are you talking about? Yeah, you made a bracha before. You made a bracha afterwards. When you before you went to sleep, you said Hashem. I say Kriyashma Hashem. My sleep." will invigorate me, it should be good for me. We have no idea how much Kedusha I believe. We think, see, see, we think in the level of, I can't have any connection to this world. We think the only way... This is Tahara. That, that's Tahara. That's, 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 that's one Madrigas, that's all Kedusha. It's a lower higher. level, it's correct. Higher. It's higher. Like I was saying, why on Shabbos, why on Shabbos, in the holiest day of the week, why, it wouldn't be so crazy if Judaism had once a week, we all fasted, but this is the highest level. Correct. Kusha is the highest Correct. level. Correct. So you have to work so hard before then. Hundred percent. So when you do that, you do like the Ramam said to do. So you're doing the good thing. Right. It's, it's good. You, you meet Kadesh like that. But right. To reach to the level, you can go in some Vegas and eat like uh, only if you really, really finished your all tables. Right. Then, right. Then, then right. But 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 uh, but I'll show you in the Hashem where he says that if you have kavana, the shame shemaim. Obviously, there are levels in kedusha. It depends on the Kavana. In the Kavana. This but, is the This is the This is the This is the the uh, anyone else? Beautiful. Any other question, comments on this? This is very, very, very important. Yes, you see. Oh. Okay. I just want to end off with one thing that he says, where he says how a person acquires this. And he says, 
Vedaito kavuyim tamid begdulato yisparach veromamuto gdushaso ad she yimotze kiilu hu mischaber lemalochim helyonim mamash odel baolam hazeh which means that a person is able to, and he says an incredible thing. He talks about how the tzaddikim are literally like the base hamigdash, because the shechina is shorah. See, see what we think, what we think, and, and, and I really want to end off with this. And there's a little bit of what we were saying, Arav. I, I, I want you guys to hear this loud and clear. When you learn Torah, when you eat breakfast in yeshiva, when you're in yeshiva, when you're in yeshiva, even if you're not doing so much, but when you're in yeshiva and you taste Torah, when you go ahead and you come Shabbos and you dance on Shabbos, when you experience these things and you are connecting yourself to this world for a good purpose, you are filling yourself up with such holiness. That's why being in yeshiva is the biggest Yitzhahara sometimes. If you had a job, you'd get up in a second. If you were out there in the world, in a second, in a second. When you're in yeshiva, there's so much Yetzirah. You know why there's so much Yetzirah? Because the second that you recognize that the fact that you're in yeshiva, that you're in a base medrash, what does it say? Impaga b'cha menuvul If the Yetzirah gets you, what does it say? Mashcheu base medrash. There's holiness. You know, you're not allowed to talk about anything mundane in the base measures. Why? Because there's literal holiness. We're literally sitting in a mikvah right now. If you're in the base medrash for 20 minutes, you sat in the mikvah for 20 minutes. When you're sitting around listening to Torah, talking about Hashem, you're sitting in a dining room that now, Baruch Hashem, has more limina Torah. What happens is the walls go ahead and they bring you holiness. All the Yetzirah wants the Yitzhahara wants you not to feel any holiness. The Yitzhahara wants you not to think that you're holy. And he wants you, especially you're an Eretz Yisrael, a person walking in Eretz Yisrael. Do you know that it says a person who walks for Amos in Eretz Yisrael, it's a kapara, he's cleansed. And it's a machlokas, does he have kavana? Does he not have kavana? Exactly. But you don't even need that because you're, you're in the base medrash. You're already in the mikvah. You don't oh, even need that. Oh, a base medrash, right, right, exactly. You just dumped oh, a few times. But what's the pshad? The pshad is that the Yetzirah, listen to me, guys. The Yetzirah wants you to think that the only way for you to be holy is on Yom Kippur. No. You could be holy on a Wednesday morning. You are holy on a Wednesday morning. When you eat breakfast, when you eat, when you drink a <coughs> cup of coffee, if you say, Hashem, Hashem, Shahakol, Baruch, Hashem, Shahakol, you made that coffee holy. When the coffee then goes into your body, you are pouring holy liquid into your body. And then when you say, then you elevate it even higher. That's all you got to do. That's what I'm saying. It's all you have to do. What level of Kedusha? The Seder. The Seder, there are different levels of Kedusha. If you go ahead, and I'm saying this for real. If you go ahead and you play basketball in the afternoon, if you work out, if you go have a good sleep, and you're in yeshiva, it's literally, I say this to guys in the army, I said this, I'll end off with this, I said this, Yitzhi Shapiro and, and uh, AY, they brought me, I had their, their unit came to the house where they stay, and, and, and they were all together, oh, I just had, Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem, I just had this clarity, wow. 
Listen to this, guys. What is this? I told the group, right, for those who were who was in the army. Shimon was in the army. Kabi, Tzava. He was in the Tzava, Tzadikim, who, who served in the Israeli army. You know what I told them? Yeah. This is what I told them. I told them, every second that they're in the army, every second that they're doing, that during, they're, they're in the army, whether they're sleeping, whether they're eating, whether they're in the army, right? You guys know how that is, right? You're in the army. Whether you're sleeping, whether you're eating, whether you're this. You, do you ever feel when you're in the army that you're not in the army? No. No. You always feel even, even when you're at home and you take off your uniform, you're in the army. And I told them, I told them, that that, it doesn't matter if you're holding the gun shooting or you're eating, right? You're in the army. It's just hit me right now. It's the same thing when you're in yeshiva. It's the same exact thing when you're in yeshiva. Listen to me. It's the same again. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying. It's the same exact thing when you're in yeshiva. When you're walking from the base medrash to the dorm, you're walking from the dorm to the base medrash. When you're eating over here, you're in yeshiva. You're in yeshiva. Even if it means you learn for 10 minutes a day. Even if it meant that you wanted to learn. Why are you in yeshiva? Get out of yeshiva. No. The reason you're in yeshiva is because you want to come closer to Hashem. So even though you might not be in the base medrash every second, but every second that you're in yeshiva, there is holiness that is going around you because the whole purpose is to become closer to Hashem. And that's what Kedusha is. Kedusha isn't that you're disconnected. That's mamish what the Ramchal is coming to say. Kedusha is not. And he says it very clearly. He says, He needs is not the same way that is Lamish If your purpose, if your purpose is to connect to Hashem, then you can connect to Hashem with going to sleep, playing basketball. You can connect to Hashem the same way you do that as the same way you're in the base medrash. That's what the Ramchal says. The same way. The same exact way. If that is your kavana, if that is your purpose. So Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zohar. What's unbelievable that the Yetzirah literally is a, is a, is a liar. Yetzirah is, 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 is mamash, a deceiver. He deceives us. Imamish deceives us. Right? There's a Yid here. He'll be upset if I mention his name. There's a Yid sitting in this Spanish who loves to go see the Tzadikim. He goes to see the Tzadikim all the time. You're telling me that's not holiness? Tell me a guy who's here in Yeshiva who's going to, to see the Tzadikim. He loves going to see the, the Gedolim to go to see them. Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Because he wants to see, he wants to see holiness. You know what that does? That brings holiness to him. Brings total holiness to him. A guy who goes ahead and is in the base medrash now is here for one reason, because he wants to make himself better. It's incredible. Hashem should help us. Hashem should help each and every one of us. Every day we thank Hashem. All of us are holy. Hashem should help us recognize that holiness for us and all the Jewish people. And don't worry about yesterday. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter what you did a week ago. It doesn't matter what you did an hour ago. What matters is right now. Because that's all you have. That's all you'll ever have in your life. The thing you'll ever only have in your life is right now. It's the only thing you'll ever, ever have. And the more you train yourself 
And the more you accustom yourself to focus on now, 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 then you will live a life. Right? Arichas Yomim. Arichas Yomim is days and days and days. My wife was saying the other day, we were talking about, wow, it's almost Purim time, it's on Pesach, like the year is almost over. We're saying, and then we said, 365 days. That's all you have in a year. 365 days. 365 days. You think of it that way. How many days? You have another day, another day. It adds up. The year is almost, it's almost Purim time. It's almost Purim time. Then you got Pesach. Then you're already in, then you already finished off the year. It's not about finishing off the year. It's about, it's about focusing on your day, today, making the best out of your day. And a person can change in a second, in one second. Shem should help all of us to feel the Kedusha, to connect to the Kedusha, to the holiness of how we're living. And through that will be Zoha to remember that today is the first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Amen. Yeah. Wow.